fantasy fam week eight is over uh almost halfway through the nfl season already and you're either still in the play i mean or you're just like completely out one league yeah. completely out. how do you how do you feel about the season thus far how are your teams doing this has been the weirdest season <laughs> to date it's easily been the weirdest season to date um agreed i I've said this before, like, you know, there are, there are teams I've come across just based on, you know, it could just be great drafting or it could just be sheer dumb luck. Um, you know, teams that have the number one quarterback, the number one running back and the number one wide receiver on their team. And that's I've never seen a team that has all three. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we've seen that this year. We've seen a lot of first round picks either not play or play poorly. We've seen a lot of mid round picks that have not played or played poorly. We've seen a lot of late round guys who have excelled in our top 20 guys i mean you know latavius murray being a top you know 18 running back uh for the minnesota vikings has been awesome you know patrick mahomes being the number one quarterback when he was you know being drafted in the 14th round of some drafts amazing i mean yeah it's it's been a really widespread um but so far if we're just talking the halfway mark i will stand by my mark my comment that uh that having a top-tier running back and, or having a top-tier wide receiver in those first three rounds, making mm-hmm. sure that you lock down, you know, potential is a wonderful thing, okay? Potential and having the, you know, the hope that these guys are going to emerge are wonderful. But mine and your brother's team that we drafted together, our besides Melvin Gordon, our next four picks were Le'Veon Bell in the second. thought it was a great idea. Um, Kenyon Drake, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Marquise Goodwin. Um, oh man! Yeah, so we are one in. We are like two and seven. I mean, two and two and six, one and seven. Yeah. So either way, you're not doing well, and you're probably not, not going to make the playoffs. Because that's the thing is, you know, we're not going to make the playoffs, and it's a wonderful thing to have that. Good you know, Lord. And that's why me and him differ on those kind of things. I say that you know it's really important to to have confidence in a you know in in a player that they you know they're going to be a number one receiver, know they're going to be a number one running back. Instead of saying you know what I think they have all the potential. Exactly, in the world. I'll take a chance. No, those first four rounds, first four or five rounds shouldn't be a chance. And Adam Thielen has proven it, man. He is not a chance. He is a surefire thing. He is a first. He is your first wide receiver off the board next year. He's top three. What yeah. he's doing this year is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he's on pace for 150 receptions, like 19, 1,800 yards. Uh, he even has touchdowns, which is amazing because he's usually not a touchdown guy. But like he's, he's unbelievable. I mean, I, I he runs some of the best routes in the NFL. He has the best hands, I think, of any wide receiver in the NFL. Um, he's a big body guy who is pretty quick. So I just. You know, it all makes sense to me. Why I didn't draft him in every league is beyond me because he was one of my favorite players this year. Mm. But I'll, I'll, you know, progress. Okay. On, digress, digress on that. Digress, yes. Thank you. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, on on that note of you know guys maybe not performing so well, uh, sometimes a chain, change of scenery is is in order. Uh, speaking of all of that, trades, trades, trades. Holy shit. There were so many trades today. Uh, Demarius Thomas, big one, to Houston. Uh, Will Fuller, done for the season. Uh, Kiki Kute can't stay healthy. Uh, what, what they, they didn't trade much. Um, he's still only 30. I think I think he's going to work pretty well in, uh, in Houston. Yeah, I mean, I... I like it because I really do think that Demarius still has a lot left in him. Uh, some people do not agree with me. But, you know, Emmanuel Sanders has emerged as the number one wide receiver in Denver. Um, and as we'll talk, you know, I'm going to touch on something later about Denver in general. But, you know, I, I, I think that this works out for all parties. 
I think that Denver, yeah. you know, was going to move on from him this year anyway, and I think that Houston needs that guy to replace Will Fuller. Kiki is, you know, having some tough time staying on the field, and to have Demarius Thomas opposite DeAndre Hopkins is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, he's a veteran presence. He, we've seen him do incredible things with good quarterbacks. So, which he hasn't. I mean, I like Case Keenum, but you know, we haven't seen him he's have a. Sean. We haven't seen him have a good, like a really good or great quarterback since Peyton Manning. True, and they won the Super Bowl. So. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like Demarius has all the potential in the world. And while, you know, we've seen him take some steps back over the past few years, it's been... He'll be the number two I mean, behind DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, who's like the best still, receiver in the league. Yeah, he has technically taken some steps back recently, but that's not so much because of his age. It's been because of quarterback play. So I think that, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. Deshaun loves to throw. He loves to throw the ball. So. Yeah, I don't... I like I don't, it. So for that, obviously... Um, Cortland Sutton is a man to pick up now. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without I mean, I um, got a question on Twitter about, um, you know, when I we, we had tweeted out something in regards to this trade and said, you know, about Cortland Sutton going to, you know, emerge as that next option in replace of Demarius. You know, we've seen Emmanuel Sanders is the top seven guy, I think, in fantasy format, in most fantasy formats. He, he He's, a you know, he's a top ten wide receiver right now. But there still needs to be somebody opposite him. And I think Cortland Sutton, without a doubt, he's averaging a ridiculous amount of yards per catch, um, well over 17 plus 18 yards per catch. It's unbelievable. Um, so I like Cortland Sutton. We got the question, though, how much are you willing to bid on him? And I said, I mean, it depends on how much you have in your budget still left, what you're given at the beginning, what your team looks what like. I mean, I said, exactly. I said at this point, I mean, it's it's going into week nine. I said the most I'd be at this point is about 20% of my fab budget that's you left. you got to make moves. If you got to make moves, you know. I mean, yeah, there are some people who would say more than 20%. I say, you know, that 20% is a, is a good number uh, to bid and to get Cortland Sutton if you're especially depleted a little bit of wide receiver. If you have nobody, then, yeah, it might be a little bit more than 20%. Like it. Heard it here. From the ginger. Uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, at it again. Um, yeah. They get Golden Tate. Uh, I, I really like I really like this move. I hate to say it, but I really do. But their running back situation is a little... Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking they were actually going to do. I thought they were actually going to go to running back. Granted, last year they went after Jay Ajayi in the trade deadline. Right. Which is now kind of, you know, he's done for the year. But I mean, Smallwood's uh, not terrible. He's he's not the answer. I mean, he's and Clement make an average running back together. Basically. Exactly, but they do, they do have like the best, like probably the second best tight end. In the uh, right now. top top three always easily. Zach Ertz, um, Alshon Jeffrey's actually playing pretty decent. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar, I, biggest bust. Your biggest bust. I think I really do think. Well, he's, he's the thing with Aguilar is he's kind of boomer bust sometimes. Um, he's not really a consistent guy at this point. But right what now. I actually want to touch on is I saw this. I forget where I saw it. Um, as I was going through Twitter today, looking at some of the comments based on the trades, and if you're talking about Golden Tate, and they're saying who does this help, who does this hurt, it hurts both Tate and Zach Ertz. Okay. They both play the same position on the field. Okay, they might not. One of them is a tight end. One of them is a receiver. However, they are both slot guys. Mm-hmm. They are both guys who are going to patrol the middle of the field, and they are going. To, they're both playing seventy to seventy-five percent out of the slot. I mean, maybe they go two slot guys. Who knows? That's the, yeah, that's the problem, though. Is that you're looking at that. Like you're going to have two guys who are really, you know, similar patterns um, as a receiver, and I just. I don't want to say it's going to hurt them because I think it helps Wentz, but I think it just makes the options more viable. Uh, you have Aguilar, Jeffrey, 
Golden Tate, Zach Ertz. I mean, it's unbelievable now. It's great, but I think it definitely, if you're an Ertz owner, I think you a little bit of a twinge here. If you're a Golden Tate owner, I think you take a little bit of a step here. Um, because even though Golden Tate in Detroit was kind of not being phased out, because that's not the right word. He's still, I think he's still the best receiver there. Yeah. Galladay was becoming, you know, even more of an impact player. Uh, you know, Marvin, Marvin Jones, Jones touched down this past week. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I just, I understand it. And you have to be, you know, skeptical about what he's going to do in that offense. But I, I would just wait and see after, after the next week. Love it. Well said, sir. Um, another, I guess, kind of big one. This one really didn't. You know, make me like go, oh my god, so great. Uh, Ty Montgomery to the Ravens. Uh, if you <laughs> saw, time. if you saw the game the other night against the uh, against the Rams, um, you probably know why he got traded. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty brutal. That was really brutal. I don't know if that's exactly why he got traded because they could have just cut his ass. I mean, they but could have, but why not try to have. get? Why not try to get what you can for him? That was pure insubordination. Um, I, that's what I think it was. I think it was pure insubordination. He tried to be the hero, and as a result, his team lost because of it. Um, he gets traded now to Baltimore, where his his situation in Green Bay was murky as hell to begin with. He had Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Ty Montgomery. You didn't know if he was a receiver or running back. And he goes to a place where it's even more murky. You know, we, right, it was two good, well-established running like good yeah, running backs for that team already. Yeah, you can't even solve that equation out in Baltimore. You don't know when uh, you know Alex Collins is going to have a great game, when he's going to get goal lines. You don't know when Buck Allen's going to. So now let's add Ty Montgomery. Sure, have at it. I mean, John Brown, Willie Sneed. Do you think they use him more maybe like a receiver, like an H-back kind of thing? The honest truth is I have no freaking clue. Right? <laughs> That's why I'm just going to be my God's honest truth at this point is saying I have no idea. Yeah, it's a weird it's offense to go to. They have so many, like, different, like, I wouldn't use the word weapons. They're all pretty okay. I mean, you have Willie Sneed, like I said. You have John Brown. Um, you have all four tight ends. I don't know how the hell they're going to use that. All four first-round tight ends. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to use all them. You have the two running backs, both of which you can catch. I don't know where Ty Montgomery fits in here, and I just don't think he does. Um, he had a little bit of an impact in Green Bay Grant, because of all the injuries, but in Baltimore, I think he's just a, a body at this point. Ooh. Mm. Uh, is it worth noting it just keeps getting worse for the New York Football Giants? I mean, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna say I'm not. I'm not. It's not the, I don't want to say I'm not happy. Oh but my I, God! Loletta gets arrested. Um, very, very unfortunate because they were going into a bye week, and he potentially could have maybe. He was taking some reps. He was going to take some reps this week. He was going to take way more. Thinking I mean, about why it. Why not? Your season's over. We love he you, was, Eli. Yeah, he was sitting behind Alex Taney, who hasn't played or has played like 14 snaps and he's a 30 year old vet i mean he's there just for as a body like he's literally just a seat filler at this point um so laletta could have just easily been there could have easily gotten some reps for the one in seven giants and instead he almost hits a cop with his car basically resisting arrest like way to go way to go buddy we don't know the full story of what happened, why it happened. There might be, you know, there might be two sides to the story. I'm We're, not going to exactly. Judge. We are the public. We only know so much. But, but he did miss out on reps this today. He could have had reps. He could have been getting those first team opportunities, and instead he was in, uh, you know, he was getting booked. So. I don't. I don't know what exactly happened. Um, we, you know, that that you know, we're, we'll find out when the news comes out about that. I wish him the best. But the Giants are a heaping pile of dumpster fire disgustingness. Oh, duty. Uh, I just, I can't even fathom the words. To, how can you have so many weapons? How can you have the likes of Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram? And, uh, I, and stink. 
You stink. You stink. The offensive line is awful. We know that. But Eli is just a problem. This isn't a draft show. This isn't an NFL show. We are a fantasy-based show, so I'm not going to get too much into this. But I I just – I can't even watch him play anymore. I mean, it's bad. He is he's nowhere – He's getting old, and he's just – he has no that, it's that O line though, you know. He doesn't have that quickness. I mean, not that he was insanely that quick anyway, but he's yeah. so scared. That's why Saquon Barkley is like averaging like 14 catches a game. Yeah, but Saquon has no value at this point because the offensive line sucks. They uh, know they're gonna have to, they know they're going to have to run it in certain situations because the passing game sucks. So Saquon has taken a huge step back, and I'm sick of hearing people talk about them wasting that pick on Saquon. Saquon is a great player. I think he. No, it was a hard I decision. Firm, it was a very hard decision for them. Yeah, I think. I'm a firm believer in the fact that top, getting a top five running back is not a bad thing. I know people who would take a running back with their, you know, six round pick and hope they turn out to be a starter. But I think if you can get a game changer like he is, I think that makes does wonders for your offense. However, um, they drafted poorly elsewhere. They signed poorly elsewhere. So I, I don't want to hear anything about Saquon. I think he's a, you know, a generational talent when he has an offensive line to protect him and a quarterback that actually improves the offense. Maybe we'll be in better shape. But, uh, the fact that they say, oh, you could have had Darnold, you could have, you know, even traded up to number one and had, you know, Baker or whoever the hell you wanted to take. Who are they going to take? I mean, they could have had Josh Rosen. That was my favorite one that came out. Oh, they could have had Josh Rosen. Yo, Josh Rosen has had one decent game. He stinks. Okay? He stinks like, right he now. He has had one decent game. Yeah, they came back and won. whoop de doo But you're going you're gonna to compare them reaching on a quarterback instead of taking a generational talent that could be with them for the next 10-plus years? Get out of here. I'm, I'm sick of hearing that. I really am. Anyway. That's the end of, end of my rant. That was his, that was his short rant. Everyone. It, was like, it was a little longer than I hoped, but it's fine. <laughs> it's okay, Keely. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, as we all know, every single week there are bye teams. Uh, this week is pretty bad. Uh, six teams, uh, the Jags, the Cardinals, the Bengals, the Colts, the G-Men, and the Eagles. Uh, that is a lot. I'm not going to go through every single person, but it ain't good. It's, it not, ain't good. it's not good at all. From Andrew Locke to AJ Green to Tyler Boyd to Beckham, that's it. You know, like it's just T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron, Saquon, uh, um, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, Carson Wentz. I mean, the list goes on. It sucks. It's ridiculous. I mean, it sucks. This is the worst week uh, so far for buys, mm-hmm. and I think it might be for the season. I mean, even so far as I people think it's who the have. Most. Yeah, even somebody who has T.J. Yeldon, who's their number two running back, is now you know has the scrounge for a, a bottom feeder. Right here. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack, who's been an unbelievable story uh, the last few weeks. He's been a revelation. I, I take, you know what, I, I had mentioned this to you uh, a few days ago, but I I am completely fine admitting when I'm wrong. And I did think that Marlon Mack was not going to have much of an impact in this offense, and I was dead wrong because he looks good. The Colts stink, but he looks He looks, he looks, really, he looks very good. <laughs> he looks fantastic. He catches balls. He, <laughs> he runs between the tackles. Catches balls. Thank you. He runs between the tackles. He scores touchdowns. He's got I mean, Andrew Luck, too. That's the crazy thing. Like, he throws for so many yards, and Mac is looking ridiculous these past, like, two yeah. games, two and a half games. Or Yeah. It's just, it's it's kind of, I mean, you need a really good defense also. Yeah, and another guy that's on here that, you know, we'll talk about uh, the injury to his counterpart in a few uh, minutes, but, you know, Tyler Boyd, another big week from Tyler Boyd. He is now on your bye. I mean, he is Thank a must-start each and every week. Uh, I've said it before, and I've said it, you know, I'll say it again over the past few weeks. He has been 
fantastic this year. So he's another guy this you know that you're going to be missing out on this week um, that you have to fill. Wide receivers a little bit easier to fill on the waiver wire. Running backs not so much, but. Um, you know, it's a part of the process at this point. <laughs> like, what, what else are you going to do? The bye weeks are a thing you plan for, or or you sometimes don't. don't. Plan for. Sometimes seen, don't. I've yeah, seen sometimes some teams don't. where people draft. Oh my god, everybody's gone like week eleven. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Even your backup quarterback. Like, yeah, this it's, it's the little things that separate. I don't like. You know? I, I, mean, I don't like thinking about buys and and when I draft. But in situations like this, where you know, even say then somebody it hurts. Say somebody right now who's five and three, or they're four and four, and they're you know working their way towards getting into the playoffs, and all of a sudden they go, "Holy crap, it's week you know it's week nine, and I have you know I have four of my five of my starters on by." Like, okay, well there goes your chance of going to five and four or to six and three, and you know further cementing yourself. So it does matter, but if you don't draft accordingly for the best available player, you could be sitting at you know two and six at this point. It wouldn't matter. So I got I got AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, and Will Fuller all on the same team. That's not bad. <laughs> Bengals offense looks fantastic. So, so this week is um, hurting. <laughs> yeah. So Will Fuller done for the season. Had a ridiculous game the other night. Um, him and DeAndre both awesome games. Uh, Lamar Miller. I I don't know what to say about him. I'm I'm in awe. I uh, don't use that word. <laughs> I mean, he's actually playing like pr- very he's playing better. He's playing very well. Than yeah. what he than what he used to be playing. Uh, good good for him, I guess. Good for you guys well, that you actually Deshaun, drafted him. When Deshaun played last year and Lamar Miller played, Lamar had really good games. So Deshaun Watson does make Lamar Miller better. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, the games are better when Deshaun is there. So facts are facts. Yeah, I just I, I'm not. I, I am surprised by it because I think Lamar Miller is just such an average player. Um, but he does get a ton of opportunities, and Dante Foreman is still not fully healthy. I mean, they got nothing else to go for there, so you know he's got to get the ball. I mean, they're, the team offense in general, Houston's offense looks fantastic. The team uh, looks great. So uh, another another guy on injury, uh, Kyle Long. Normally, don't talk about offensive linemen, but this is this is pretty big. Uh, starting starting right guard for the Chicago Bears, the Bears. Yeah, all you uh, all uh, you uh, Tariq Cohen owners are now a little bit saddened, like myself. Even Jordan Howard too, because I can guarantee you, some of you are starting Jordan Howard. Um, some of us have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you're running back one. Because I have Zeke <laughs> on my freaking buy. Yeah. So yeah, either whether it's a Jordan Howard owner or it's oh. a Tariq Cohen owner. Honestly, Mitchell Trubisky at this point, he is a a top guard in the league. So this does hurt everybody involved. Brutal. Um, they are kind of decim- not decimated. It's not the right word, but you know, Allen Robinson missed the last game. He's been hurting, um, so this they're, they're struggling a little. They're injury. still doing pretty. They're still doing pretty good, though. They look good. The Bears look they good. They look good. The Bears are. If they don't go far this year, I think next year definitely. Yeah, they're a team built. For, I think they're a team at this point built for the long haul. I mean, I really do. That Trubisky I mean, pick is looking mighty fine right now. It's looking better than it did before. Holy crap! Everybody was, there was like, "Yeah." What? There was a comparison chart. There was a comparison chart of McVeigh um, with Goff from you know Goff's year one to year two, and they did the same thing for Trubisky with Nagy. You oh, know, his with Nagy, year, yeah, yeah. And then now, and the numbers are very not want to say similar, but they're they're closer than I thought. That's crazy. That's so. nuts. Uh, another injury. Um, this one, I guess, is more exciting for defenses. Uh, Derek Anderson is not going to play uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Um, 
I, I, you watched the game. You said, he looked, you said he looked pretty decent last no, year. No, it doesn't. Last week, he looked – I mean, he, he had some – I mean, first of all, that game was entirely too close for Patriots. Uh, that, it was before that pick six by McCourty. Oh, my God. Or, it was way too close. I, I couldn't believe how close it was. They were driving, and then he throws – you know, whatever. But Anderson had some had some speed behind his ball. I mean, he was hitting receivers that I've never heard of in my wildest dreams. Um, he actually looks yeah, like – Who the hell plays for them? Yeah, he looks halfway decent. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, the Bears' defense, we've said before, is pretty good. But – but he actually looked okay, and then now he's concussion protocol, and he's done. You know, they already counted him out for next uh, for next week. So, so in steps Nathan, Nathan Peterman, pick six six times Peterman. I just feel really <laughs> bad for him. Yes. I mean, I would just try to get rid of the ball as fast as I could. I, I could. I can see a fifteen catch game for Lashawn. But like, but, but I just this what, is the what, best matchup I've seen for this year so far. Yeah, that's true. That's it's a gross game. game. Oh, it's a gross game. I can't wait. <laughs> I have the Bears defense in like four leagues. They might score 30 points on defense. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Khalil Mack, 30 sacks. They're oh gonna. I mean, they might not even play him. He didn't play. He didn't play this past week, right? So oh, he better play. Don't he might him. not play again because they think it's going to be you know a cakewalk. So they might sit him again. True. Just sure, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, AJ Green was seen in a walking boot. Just touch up on that really quick. Uh, probably nothing major. Probably more precautionary than anything is what I think. He's on by. Exactly. So two more weeks. Uh, Big Ben has a fracture on his non-throwing hand. Not not an issue. I mean... Yeah, he's, he's a tough dude. He's fine. He's a big boy. Like I mean, real, he's, a, he's, he's not a great guy, but he's a... Like he's a tough. really big boy. Exactly, yeah. He's, yeah. Not, <laughs> he's not a great dude, but he's tough. So... Uh, there was... This was an interesting week. This was this was definitely an interesting week. Um, what did you find interesting? The fact Jam- that you know James Jameis- Winston, uh, <laughs> just when yeah. he threw like thirty-five freaking passes, and then four interceptions. He looked good. Yeah, and then he was. Uh, Enter Fitz Magic. How how did how does Fitz Magic all of a sudden just come into the game and just almost they literally almost won. I mean they tied it and then lost. They were down but by like, over two touchdowns or one to or. Two I, think it been, I think it might have been more than that, honestly. I don't remember. But it was how they came back from that. Fitzmagic steps back. You know what think, you know, after they just benched him for his however, you know, he had a bad game after having, you know, three really good games. And they bench him for Jameis, their franchise quote-unquote quarterback. And all of a sudden, enter Fitzmagic, enter Fitzmagic again, and he's acting like nothing's wrong. I mean, he just he, he takes him back to tie the game. He's I mean, how is that possible? It. Oh, my God. I mean, there there isn't another word I can use for him other than gunslinger. Literally, that's the only word I can think of. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I love it. it worked. This game, Mike Evans. I mean, uh, Deshaun Jackson. I. I mean, I. Wow, I could not get over that. I thought I thought that game was over, and all of a sudden I looked at the score, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> I was literally like, "I'm sorry, what, what happened?" Because I saw the notification that Jameis was benched. And I saw that, and then I didn't realize <laughs> that the game was so close after I mean, Fitzmagic came in. Yeah, it was great. It was a wonderful thing. Which brings us to our point: um, you should probably go grab him. <laughs> off, oh yeah, again, off, the, off the waiver again. Yeah, no, he's um, he's out there again, and I I would feel no regret about just grabbing him and dropping whoever the hell I had at this point. I mean, because he's gonna sling it, right? Especially, I mean, obviously, if you have Luck or Dalton this week, or even Wentz, and drop a drop a backup guy. In, but and, exactly, and, and drop a backup guy. But he's I mean, going up against Carolina. Carolina's secondary isn't. It's middle of the pack. 
Their defense is good, though, in general. You know, their defense I mean, isn't bad. Um, offensive line in Tampa I think Joe down. Flacco had a decent game. Uh, Fitzmagic. Let's check tape. I think uh, Fitzmagic has, a, obviously, a better game. Man, I, Who are we checking? I mean, the Baltimore-Carolina. Oh, yes. Uh, Flacco, no. 192, a touchdown, and two interceptions. They, uh, they all right, ate, never mind. They ate his ass. That's not that so, good. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm not Magic loves to throw the ball. He's gonna throw the ball, probably. Yeah, no, he does. I mean, Carolina Carolina does not get enough credit. They are a team that just completely flies under the radar, but they look fantastic. I mean, they. I know the Saints have a better record. I know that you know the Kansas City has the better record and everything, but I think Carolina is one of the more underrated teams in the NFL. They look awesome. Defense looks great. I mean, McCaffrey scored another two TDs. Cam looks fantastic. Uh, I just. The emergence of DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore actually I, having a really good game now. He had over 100 total yards, like 90 yards receiving, and I think like two carries for 36 yards, right? Yeah. Unreal. I yeah. I think that he is someone to definitely target on the waiver this week. Um, I I may go after him. Don't You don't do that, okay? The leagues that we're in together. I can't make that promise. Ooh. My team is depleted. Uh, some some <laughs> leagues, my team is completely um, I'm one in seven. <laughs> so it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty brutal. Yeah, the thing that I look at it, uh, like you know we have we have our wonderful fantasy fan podcast and we and we, we talk and we to tell, we, we talk tell all of you. Yeah, we talk to people on Twitter. <laughs> we talk to people through email and. I feel like sometimes I'm like, you know what? Do I do I deserve this? And I'm like, you know what? You're damn right I do. Okay, we are we know we know our stuff. Just because this year didn't work out, and just because we have some teams that we still talk you know, about guys that we go, just never drafted. Yeah, exactly. It's like the thing is, is that this is gonna this happens to anybody, literally anybody. You know, there's no team that's ever won. You know, even Matthew championships. Barry. Isn't he terrible this year in the war room? Yeah, I think he said. Yeah, I mean, it's it has to do with injuries. It has to do with guys who just have poor play. Coaching changes. Anything can happen. Oh, speaking of coaching changes, <laughs> we forgot to talk about Cleveland. Oh, my God. <laughs> this just in, guys. This just in about, I don't know, maybe a day ago. A day and a half ago. <laughs> Hugh Jackson, fired. Todd Haley, oh, fired. Todd Haley, fired. <laughs> Greg Williams, head coach. Um, here, come, here comes the what was it called again? The tar- Bounty Gate, right? Targeting, I don't know. Whatever bounty it is. Bounty Gate when they went after when they went after Brett Favre. He's, right? he's going to tell every single player to just run out there like it's the longest yard, <laughs> and they're all going to just start tackling and drop kicking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that Cleveland offense was struggling before, and I said, I, I tweeted it out. You know, I, as much as I think that Hugh Jackson. I thought he was an okay offensive coordinator, and I think Todd Haley, you know, has been a pretty decent offensive coordinator in the past. I think they were kind of holding that Cleveland offense back a little bit. It could be so creative. Yeah, they 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 are they were very much a modest offense that just said, you know, we have a good defense. Let's let's focus on defense. Let's, you know, but you have a guy in Baker Mayfield, a rookie that you don't know what the hell he's capable of at this point. So why is he not just rolling out there and you know chucking it downfield? I mean, why why are we why are we not using Nick Chubb to his full potential? Exactly. Why are we not using Duke Johnson, David Njoku, all these weapons to their full potential? You have Jarvis Landry who could be getting easily 16 targets a game. Okay, so I, I just I would like to see a less conservative offense from Cleveland going forward, and I want to see just I want to see them be able to just run and gun. I mean, that's what they should be doing at this point. They let's they're not going to right changes. Browns are gonna brown. All right, everybody knows that the Browns are going to brown. 
as much as I had faith in them this year, wow. I hope they would be eight and eight. I I had all I put my stamp of approval right on it. Eight and eight. Um, it's not gonna happen. The Browns are gonna brown. It's true. Oh. That's I mean, that's fantastic. We should make shirts. You said the Browns are gonna brown, and the shirt. Guess what? It's brown. <laughs> wow, awesome! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's crazy. That's so weird. <laughs> uh, speaking of a, a D Moore, I guess, or a DJ Moore, whatever. Uh, there's another Moore in Seattle that I'm yeah, definitely that I'm definitely going for as well. This guy seems to stretch the field pretty well for Russell Wilson, uh, and he's obviously a smart quarterback to notice that. And this guy's been getting a lot more love uh, lately. I I desperately need a wide receiver. I mentioned my receivers before, Green, Boyd, and Fuller. So that's a pretty big hit this week. I mean, Fuller going forward. So I think more or more could potentially turn into maybe that that fourth receiver because I also have Edelman. Well, the truth is with David Moore is, first of all, he's not a big guy. He's only six foot tall, but that's okay. Hey, Steve Smith was small. He's still only getting – he's getting four or less targets a game. So while I like that because he ha- does have four touchdowns over his past three games, um, which is incredible, um, he is only getting four targets a game. So he has to make the most of those targets. Granted, he has four for four, two for three, three for four, two for two on his reception to target ratio. Wonderful. However, pretty good. He, ha- he has to be reeling those targets in. So if he's only getting four, four, tar- uh, four targets and he's catching one or two of them for only 20 yards, he's got no value because he's not getting more than that. His value is coming from his touchdowns, and his value is coming from his big playability. He has, you know, a 25 – his last few games, 24 yards uh, per catch, 23.5 yards per catch, 13 yards per catch, 20 yards per catch. This dude can do it. Um, And I'm going to say – Yeah, I mean, it's wonderful. You said said he he had four targets, um, right? Four catches. Uh, Yeah. That was the most on the team. (laughs) So – I yeah, guess if you look at it, if you look at it that way. Yeah, if you're looking at it from the whole. I guess if you're looking at it as a whole, it's which I think you do, because then there's only two other people that got three, so they don't. He doesn't throw the ball much, but you can see Russell Wilson likes to throw it. Ed Dixon even had a 42 yard. Ed, Ed, he had a touchdown. Play exactly the other day. So Seattle's offense is clicking, and I, it makes me mad, but they are clicking. Yeah, and their it defense. Does. They have a very, very underrated pass defense. Yeah, it makes like me mad. Top five in, the, in the NFL, I think Seattle's offense makes me mad because I have stressed how much they need to build the core of that offensive line. They need to build with you know better wide receiver play and running back play and everything. And yet they still find a way to win. And I just am a loss of words, honestly. They must. They know what they're doing clearly. So, um, and and we don't. I, I mean, I thought I did, but no. I guess not. <laughs> uh. Uh, so this week. Um, I think Thursday night, uh, it's a big, uh, not a big game, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I wouldn't use the word big game. Well, well I want to see. I want to see what the Raiders. I, I want to see what the Raiders do without Amari it is, Cooper. It is a game of a one in six team and a one in seven team. I don't think it could get any worse than that. That's amazing. I mean, it could. I guess a seven and zero versus an zero and seven. It could. I mean, but still, it, that would at least score touchdowns. This is going to be a total C, calamity. Uh, CJ Beathard, Beathard, um, he is not going to be playing probably. So, so who's playing? Would you stream Nick Mullins, right? Who the hell is Who that? Who the hell is Nick I Mullins? I had to look it up. I, he's an undrafted <laughs> free agent. Um, but if he plays, do you stream the Raiders' defense in this ridiculous? Absolutely dick? not. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never used defense because I have. Yeah, their defense is pretty bad. It's terrible. But against I Nick mean, Mullins, who is Nick Mullins? I don't care. It doesn't matter who he is. I still wouldn't stream them. <laughs> no. 
I really, I mean, I'm just being honest. I bet a lot of people are probably listening though, or like some people They're, are probably like, I was gonna pick up the Raiders. Wow, I could think of, I could think of a lot better opportunities out there to oh, pick definitely. up defenses that could potentially help you um, against offenses that are less than ideal, and that is definitely not one of them. So, I mean, ugh, just, hey, so so to to go on that, let's let's pick one of your teams. Who are you? Who are you gonna pick up in one of your in one of your leagues? Just so you can. You know, relate to our listeners out there. Maybe they have similar situations or similar players, and they're not. You know, they're just like, all right, well, what do I do? You know, I got this guy in the buy, but do okay. I drop okay. him? So, oh my God! So one of my teams, one of my, <laughs> one of my teams this week, and unfortunately, it is in your league. It is in our league of record together. Mm. Um, I can tell you, my whole team is just falling apart at the seams. I've had to drop like half my team because they sucked. Um, I have Saquon on by this week. I have Corey Clement on by this week. Both of them are my starting running backs. Sad, I know. So my starting running backs this week are Matt Breda, who hasn't touched the ball or might not play, or I don't know what he does, um, and Chris Ivory. It's a great wow. running back duo. It's a great running back duo. Okay, so I did put uh, some waiver claims out there. Uh, one of them is for your boys for defense. I did try to pick up the Cowboys defense because my defense is on by in the bill. Uh, not the bye. Bill. Ooh. No, my I have the Bills actually right now. They're not on by, but the Bills do have Chicago, and the Chicago offense actually looks pretty good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just axe that one. Yeah, uh, Cowboys defense isn't bad. Cowboys defense has been good, and it's worthwhile to try to add a defense that's going to give some points. However, they're playing Tennessee. This know. is okay. So if I can stress anything to a listener out there, it's the fact that I had talked this over and I had played it out in my head. Matt Breda had just come off of two good games in a row. Corey Davis had just come off two good games in a row. Rob Gronkowski was Rob Gronkowski at this point, and I said, "Wow, I have three guys. I should just trade them all and get some back some talent. I know I can get way more for them than they're probably worth." And I said, "You know what?" I'm gonna set this one out. I'm gonna. I know my team. I'm gonna keep my core together, and I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna make sure my team can last for the long haul instead of you know jeopardizing it by trading assets. I've lost two out of three because my team is literally in shambles. Ooh. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been in concussion protocol. I mean, Breda has hasn't played. Um, I had to drop half my lineup at this point. So. This is what happens. Okay, it's about adjusting. You have to, you know, adapt to the variable change. You know, you have to adapt to injury. You have to adapt. Seems to like buys. you're not adapting quite well. I am not adapting. You're not adapting. I'm really struggling with this week. All right, I'm really struggling. My team is in shambles. Okay, so if I had to tell you some guys out there um, that aren't as owned in certain individual leagues, um, honestly, Kenny Stills is less than fifty percent owned. Yes, he has been hurt recently, but he is still less than fifty percent owned. He is still out there. If you if you can afford to have him on your team, he's just been yeah. Uh, not... he's been still he is still a big playability guy. Who I mean, if you really need to plug and play, and he is playing worthwhile. Um, Adam Humphreys, that fourth receiver in Tampa. You know we have Gunslinger come Gunslinger Fitzmagic coming back. Adam Humphreys uh, in the Tampa Bay offense. I mean, running back's a little bit more difficult. I don't think there's many options running back wise that are even worthy of a of a look. Um, it could be that that Minnesota backfield where Latavius Murray is going to be owned, but whether it's Ham or it's Rock Johnson or I don't know what the hell these guys' names are, but you know, if you're looking for some type of depth, running back is really tough. Oh, it's Boone. That's who it is. It's Boone and then Ham. Uh, I mean... Maybe Jacquez Rogers in Tampa. Yeah, Jacquez Rogers. I mean, if Jalen Richard somehow is still out there... um, He better not be. I'm hoping to God he is not out there, but... That's what I'm saying is like running back at this point, if you're in trouble, you're in trouble. I'm just going to be straight with you. You're in trouble. 
Um, Unless you make a trade, because there is no, yeah. there is nothing. <laughs> or if someone goes down, unfortunately, I really don't. Yeah. We never wish that, but. Yeah, tight ends are very different. Tight ends. You have Ed Dixon still out there. Jeff uh, Hoyer. I still don't know how to say his name. Hoyerman. 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 I mean, Antonio Gates is still out there in some leagues. I mean, Charles Clay. You're talking about some guys who, you know, Jesse James, Vernon Davis. If you need a plug-and-play guy, tight ends, as we've stressed before, it's a plug-and-play position. Um, it's a streaming position. Chris, Running back position. Chris Herndon. Oh, yeah, Chris Herndon's oh, been a revelation. Three yeah. touchdowns in a row. He's been a revelation. I mean, <laughs> guy has big playability, too, for a tight end. I love it. So, yes, same with the quarterback position. Dak out there, Case Keenum out there, um, Fitzpatrick out there. I mean, Derek Carr, if you have to, against that San Francisco defense. I mean, I know he's got nothing to throw to. But... Who, are you, who are you dropping? Are you dropping someone like Jermaine Curse? Uh, that's the thing with Curse, though. Is you drop Curse him, has... and then he could have like a nine for 100 yards or something like that. Oh, God, it's so tough. It's such a tough landscape out there right now. There's so many guys that I'm like, well, do I drop them? They've had some really rough weeks in a row. or I just I don't know what to do in certain situations. I don't. I'm, I got a question. I'm dropping him. I mean, I've gotten questions about, you know, even Amari Cooper. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you, definitely, I, you definitely keep on no, him. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I've gotten some questions from him about him saying, you know, what happens if, you know, week his first week in Dallas or second week in Dallas and he's still done nothing? What do I do? He's taking up a roster spot. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care how big play of ability he has. He's still taking up a roster spot. So that's the way I'm looking at it at this point. I have no reservations about anything. I need to win. I need to score the most amount of points in a given week. And I don't care if you were my first round pick. I don't care if I just got you on waiver. I'm going to keep the best players on my team to give me the best chance of winning. Boom. So it's it's simple. I mean, it's people so, overthink those things. so ruthless. No, they do. People overthink these things. They 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 worry about who they drafted. They worry about you know some type of. Oh, respect. he was the first round draft pick. I don't know if yeah, I could exactly. trade him. What does that mean? Drop if he stinks, him. he stinks. Drop, drop him. Literally, that's that's the point I've come to with fantasy is the fact that yes, I invested an asset in you know a, a high pick in them. That being said, if they are not helping me win, they need to go. Now it's exactly now it's changed. It's yeah. We're in week nine. We're going to week nine. It's completely there's, changed. There's no rest space left. So there's nothing. Literally, I don't care about anything anymore. I care about winning. Hell, if if Royce Freeman is out um, again, I've seen him dropped. <laughs> I would like I dropped him. I dro- I dropped him in one. Yeah. I've seen him dropped. He's a good. I mean, he's a good stash guy for the week next week or so. But if he doesn't but... play, I mean, I think Devonta Booker could be someone nope. to look at. You know, in like a deep league, maybe. Hey, he had he had twelve points. He still stinks. <laughs> he does. They're playing he... Houston. Funny enough, Tamarius yeah. playing Houston. That's kind of. That is true. I mean, even somebody like Spencer Ware. I mean, I'm I'm really reaching for straws here. I'm. I mean, I am very much just, reaching for straws. Yeah, I really. I can't even. I mean, I, I I would love to say even like Rashad Penny, but guy hasn't touched the ball in never now. Never. Do you drop? All right. While we're back on the um, I like that. I like that question of guys that you know that you probably have on your team that you're thinking, oh, should I? I mean, I think like on one team I have. Jermaine Curse, Chester Rogers still. He's oh, Chester Rogers. I dropped him. Yeah, that's Droppable. Um, Thank you. Mike Williams, I think he's on the verge for me now. I was really high yeah. on him. I think I'm going to probably drop him, depending on who else is out there. But, I mean, he still has some decent potential. I mean, I mean, there's some so, other guys out there that are droppable at this point that I I feel like I'm forgetting. There's so many. Duke Johnson, I, mean, I guess he's a wait and see right uh, now. He's a wait and see for me. Yeah, he's it, without a doubt. Because it's see. different, you know, it's a different offensive coordinator. So who, 
Ty Montgomery for me. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I would drop him. Ty Montgomery's a drop. Uh, I mean, I my my failed experiment year two with Jameson Crowder. I know he's injured and everything, but still drop. I'm sorry. I he has no part in that offense. Name H- Hines. How wait? How is how is Washington? What isn't Washington like five and two? I think so. They're actually they're actually not bad. No, that's that's actually very good. I mean, five and two is is not bad at all. I mean, yeah, they're five and two. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible, but they are. And they went out and just got ha ha, ha Sean, ha ha, yeah, to basically have the best safety duo in the in the NFL. That's that's very aggressive. I mean, I mean, they're going to have a very good safety core. Now they're going to have... I don't disagree. They have an f- awesome front four, too. Yeah. Defensively. Defense so good. they... I mean, they're in it. They made a move. They needed someone, and they... I mean, they didn't give up. They gave up a freaking fourth rounder. Yeah, I mean, he is in a, he's in a walk year, isn't he? I don't think they were going to resign him. So it's basically like a rental. Maybe. Who him. knows? Unless they sign him, exactly. Unless he works yeah. out. Anyway. So, yeah. Week eight, week eight has showed us. I mean, pr- from week one to week eight, has showed us that anything is freaking possible at this point. I mean, I'm four and four, and I lead the league in points by a lot. <laughs> I so, am four and four and one. Um, I'm on a two game winning streak. I'm three I mean, games, yeah, three game winning streak. But that's why that's what I love about it is the fact that my league is you know it's the playoffs is made up of of wins and points, and I'm four and four yet I lead the league in points. I just it, I don't know how that's possible, but it, it's possible. Hey, that's that's that means you've given up the most points. That is correct. (laughs) Damn. Yep, that is absolutely correct. I'm third in points and I'm three and five. Yeah, that's pretty good. I won one. I I I crushed him. Oh man, Uh, week nine. I can't believe it's already. I mean, we're gonna be talking about the playoffs soon. You know, and uh, we do. We will be talking about like fantasy playoffs. Because we all do it. Um, I think it's incredible because it's such a limited amount of guys, but you have to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, the playoffs. Like you have to be very, very on point. Win or go home. Shit, exactly. It's win or go home, and that's what I love about it. It's just getting to the playoffs. Six, six and six teams have won the championship before. Okay. They have won before, and they will win again. So just worry about building, you know, grabbing some guys off the waiver wire. You know, in this, even, if, even if he's on a buy, even if someone's on a buy, and you have a, a roster spot for them, and you think that they can help you going forward, get them. Okay, it's about building for the next few weeks. Okay, you want to get into the playoffs, and you want to win in the playoffs. So it's about building the best available team, scoring the most amount of points, and winning each week. I know it sounds kind of ridiculous that I have to even say that out loud, but it's true. I mean, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. I know, but it's true. Mm-hmm. People forget those things. As long as you score, you know, you, that's what I love is that someone could score, you know, oh my God, this player let me down this week. Oh my God, this player let me down this week. You won by one point, still a win. Okay? You scored, you lost, but you scored 160 points. You still scored 160 points. Okay? Right? Take that's the positives. Take the positives. That's the positive you have to wake, take away from it. Okay, yeah, if you scored 95 points and you lost by 100, yeah, then sorry. That sucks. But, you know, it like as long as you can get a win, even if your team sucks and you get that win, or even if you lose and you put up 160 points, Take it as a positive at this point. <laughs> Some people aren't that lucky. Okay? Some aren't that lucky. No. No, we're not. <laughs> and we're very, very upset about the season so far. <laughs> Didn't That's draft sad. that well. Um, you, <sighs> could, uh, you can you can follow us on Twitter, always, uh, at the Fantasy Fam. Uh, we do tweet here and there, you know, about yeah, obviously no, even, some... Even- 
We love the messages we've been getting. We love the questions Keep we've been it up, getting. Please. Yeah, we've been discussing with fans on Twitter. We've been, you know, using those questions um, on our show. So it's a wonderful thing. Please be uh, feel free to um, message us or DM us with any questions, concerns, or problems Ooh, you yeah, have. Like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I do. Uh, I would say maybe before the end of the season, you know, maybe do like a little giveaway of some koozies. Yeah. You know, we'll think of a way that you guys can, and obviously everyone can get involved, and then um, we'll pick like yeah. one of the followers at random to get like a bunch of koozies. So, yeah, come some koozies, some stickers. We do yeah. have a shirt or two that might have your name on it. Ooh. So, so keep so, yeah. listening. You know, we'll obviously we'll we'll mention it in one of our future episodes. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, we are on iTunes, uh, Google Play. Google Play is kind of weird. I don't know if it works on the phone. It works on the computer. I mean, I'm just being truthful. <laughs> I've tried it on Sorry, my phone, Google. and it hasn't come up. So, But we are on Stitcher, iTunes, Overcast. So subscribe um, so you don't miss an episode. It'll usually text you, right? Yeah, it'll either that or send, it'll send you a notification like on a your message, iPhone. Exactly, or something like yeah. that. So please do, uh, again, our Twitter, at the Fantasy Fam. Uh, and on behalf of myself and my wonderful red-headed cousin over there, uh, this is the Fantasy Fam signing off.